Hello, everyone, and oh. welcome back. Oh. Welcome back to the oh. show. Oh, God. Welcome back to the wonderful show explaining to Austin. Hello. Your most <laughs> favorite <laughs> podcast. Top consistently ranking in the top 10 least listened to podcasts. Hey, you know, number one in something. We're number one in the featuring Austin Bennett podcast category. Yeah, and funny enough, I've been on like three, so. Oh wow! So. Joking. Oh. You damn. can't find my. You can't find this voice anywhere except if you dig through the archives that's, of a local student radio radio station. That's our slogan. Is for the show. Our tagline is: "You can't find this voice anywhere else." And it's that's a me. picture of your face. Yeah, but it's like inverted. Oh, really? Yeah, for some reason. Oh. Uh, how you doing there, buddy? Um, do you want the showbiz answer or the real answer? Does Is the showbiz answer like a musical number? No, the showbiz like answer showbiz. is, you know, just entertaining. You're like, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? You know, good personality. The razzle dazzle. The razzle dazzle. You know, I want people to think I'm uh, uh, doing better than I am. What, but, do, you know, what do you want people to know? Oh, you know, the real answer is that I'm I'm okay. Um, you know, obviously my girlfriend just moved away for a job. Yeah. So now I'm in a long-distance relationship, and that's tricky. And uh, I'm always about, like, one conversation aw- about it away from crying. So that's a really fun time I've been having for the last couple days. Now you're saying girlfriend moved away... Uh... Are you, is that a euphemism that she broke up with you? Oh, no. We're still together. She just got a dream job, and I can't follow because of my career pursuits. Oh, okay. In this hell nation. Gotcha. Understood. Uh, well. But I'm holding in there. I'm trying to trying to find things to distract myself. You know, that's good. That's good. Uh, the problem with that and having ADHD is it's hard to motivate yourself to do the things that distract you. That's uh, understandable. So, so it's a pretty rotten dichotomy. Yeah, that's fair. It's a fair, uh, it's a fair comment there. How are you doing? I'm baby glad girl? you're hanging in there. I'm doing that. fine. You know, pretty much, pretty much the same as uh, normal. So Heck yeah. nothing big, too big to update. Uh, I wanted to mention Austin. So you know. There, you know, it's it's uh, as the one for the podcast who 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 bears most often anyway bears the brunt of the preparation and the work. You know, I I, I need there there what sometimes I need you to to prove your commitment and dedication to the show. Okay. Uh, and this is one such time where I where I must ask a favor of you, uh, and I need you to honor that favor. Okay, uh, I'll try my fucking best. So I do. I'm aware because you told me yesterday, you're with uh, some other friends. You're going, you're going on a on a short day trip tomorrow, correct? Uh, including car ride. So what I'm going to need you to do is make sure that you play nothing but this podcast, both on the drive up and back. Oh, I was already planning on it. You read my mind. How how long is the drive? Hour and a half. Okay, so you can fit a solid episode in both ways. Yeah. Maybe two if it's the short if it's a real short one. I don't think we have one that short. We have some that are like right at an hour, so maybe you could do like 
Why? I could fit a total of three episodes if I chose three yeah, short ones. Yeah, if you if you really squeezed it, but you know that would. What I should do good. is play it and not tell them it's my podcast. Yeah, just see if they catch on. Be like, I, hey, this voice and these names sound really familiar. Though they might catch on when you say your name at the beginning of every episode, as it normally happens. Oh yeah, hey, I'm Austin Bennett. So, yeah, that's that's my that's the task that that I must ask of you. Okay. So, done. Consider it done. Good. I'm like Consider the, it done, mommy. I'm like the godfather from that film, and it's you know it's like one day Never there will it. come a there will come a day when I must ask a favor of you, and I need you to to do that favor for me out of Word. respect. Um, well, of course it's out of respect. What out, do you take me for? Out of respect, you know. Out of gabagool. Respect. Uh, but good. I'm glad you're willing to comply with that of order. Of course. Um, I outrank. I, I do ready. outrank you in the podcast, uh, in the hierarchy of this podcast. So you yeah, know, I hear you saying that, but my name's in the title. Well, so. that's a that's a hmm. mis- ta- misdirection. That's a misdirection tactic. I just think it's an interesting thing to think about. It's yeah, it's a definitely interesting, but it's 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 a misdirection tactic. So you know, like if someone who's not knowledgeable, they don't put in the work, and they're like, we want to take out the head of this podcast they're gonna go after and kill you and i'm gonna be fine i'm kind of well, like, they can try but i've got I'm, the strength of a himbo protecting me oh really that's me i'm the himbo i'm you know what i'm just saying is i'm like a behind i'm the puppet master you know in the shadows pulling all the strings and you're my you're the you're the pawn you're my pawn i'm just the dipshit drinking a double rum and coke right now you're just my pawn star because you're the star, um, you're the star of the show, but you're a pawn. So I like I passively have Tinder. Yeah, um, passively. And, That's where yeah. you go on Tinder and you say I don't believe in violence. <laughs> exactly. I let people know. You have it in your bio. I tell people that I'm a vegan. Yeah, gotcha. No, but I um, I changed my bio. <laughs> I was so proud of this. It's so stupid. It's literally Pabst powered dipshit. Oh, that's good. I like that. I thought it was funny. I feel like for the audience, just so no one is mistaken, that you should clarify that that uh, that you being on Tinder is not a breach of uh, relationship. Uh, tr- I, I don't want anyone oh, to be, no, no, no. We're, to have we're, misgivings about you. Yeah, no, like I know I was just talking about being in a long distance relationship, yeah. but we're also like polyamorous and like cool with that shit. So like, don't stress. It's like it's I, all ethical non-monogamy in this house, baby. And anyway, like, what kind of person just like would casually talk about their like adultery and cheating on a podcast if they? Oh were yeah, to... I know my girl doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'm just gonna talk about that. That'd be almost like even sadder because it's like you're just so confident that your girlfriend just does not give a shit about the podcast you're on. God. Uh, what a time. So you said you're drinking a double rum and coke? Yeah, with some good, good old Admiral Nelson's. That's good. That's Rum and coke is probably my preferred drink of choice. It's so easy. It's easy. Peasy. Um, you know, I think it's funny that like Captain Morgan is like the name brand and Admiral Nelson's is the knockoff, whereas it's very intentional, I feel like, because Admiral outranks Captain. Oh, really? Like guess, in the Navy, yeah, Admiral is like the highest true. rank. Yeah, that's true, so... Because, like, huh. a captain commands a ship, and an admiral commands a whole fleet. And a Captain Crunch commands a serial. Well, he doesn't have a naval rank. His name is C-A-P apostrophe N. Oh, that's, okay. That's so. a nickname at best, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone who whose nickname, or, like, who's part of their name, like, people call him Doc something. But it's yeah, exactly. not, they're not a doctor. People just call D-O-C. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Except we had there's a high school teacher from where we're from like that. Except he was a doctor, so yeah. And they just called him that. You just called him Doc because he's, he's that's just doctor. his personality. That man, you know who I'm talking about. I do. He he could tear it up on the fiddle. Oh yeah, I was yeah. Uh, so I heard. I never he, saw it, but I, heard. I saw him play with a bluegrass band a couple times. And that man, boy howdy. Um, you know Doc is my favorite. Uh, political figure. <laughs> Doesn't Ben Shapiro really want to fuck DOC? Yeah. He wants those Dio feet. I, I saw a meme. Post feet pics. That was a fake like ad for a rom-com that would be about Ben Shapiro and AOC called Facts and Feelings. Oh no. And I lost I my fucking it. mind. I hate it. It was so good and so evil. Speaking of politics, have you seen, did you see the, uh, the like government, I don't know what it technically would be categorized as like, a. it's like a, like a, a, I don't know if you'd call it a law or just like a government, like memo from the, uh, office of, of national intelligence about, um, about domestic violent extremists. Oh, the thing where, where Biden was like, if you have info on extremists, let us know. Well, yeah, that, but like specifically, let me fix my mic so I'm not going in one ear only. Uh, but yeah, specifically in this document talking about domestic violence extremists. And like, if you just like did like a glancing look at it, I feel like as with, I feel like a lot of like, you know, liberal commentators and stuff did if they did it all i feel like you know it, it sounds kind of like a good thing because you know there's like a part in it towards the beginning that's like um you know uh the ic which is i guess the um i don't know what the i, I guess it's like the intelligence or something intelligence you know, committee i guess so but it says you know uh assesses that um the most you know dangerous uh you know domestic uh Domestic violent extremists uh, is those who promote superiority of the right race, um, and they're the most persistent and uh, concerning, and et cetera, like that. So, you know, it sounds like it's, oh, they're trying to combat, you know, white supremacists, you know, terrorists and violent people. But then you get, like, further into it down to where they uh, break down the uh, categories of domestic violent extremists, and you have stuff like anti-government slash anti-authority uh, violent extremists and it says um, domestic violence extremists with ideological agendas derived from anti-government anti-authority sentiment including opposition to perceived economic social or racial hierarchies hmm. or perceived hmm. government overreach negligence or illegitimacy oh so I'm sorry what so literally, if you if you if have you're a leftist, if you or yeah, if you have an opposition to literally, it says perceived racial hierarchies. So like, oh, if you think if you think the fact that if there's a racial hierarchy in the United States and that some races are are marginalized and oppressed, that's yeah, you're bad. If you think that that uh, that racial hierarchies are bad, uh, but yeah, it gets even more specific at uh, militia violent extremists. Uh, those who want to facilitate or overthrow the U.S. government. Um, but then the one that a lot of people have been p pointing out is the one that says uh, anarchist violent extremists, which says 
uh, domestic violent extremists who oppose all forms of capitalism, corporate globalization, and governing institutions which are perceived as harmful to society. I see, you know, they're using the word perceived a lot, and that's some shitty optics. Yeah, it's it's very much, oh, the government decides what... Um, oh, yeah, well, I get what you're saying. You're, you're saying that, that it's categorizing people as, like, crazy for It's gaslighting these. motherfuckers, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's I get what you're saying. It's literally sitting here and being like, like, oh, you're just perceiving it like that. Like, it's, it's not, not actually really. bad. You're insane. Yeah, that's you're right. That's bad. Uh, no, babe, I didn't cheat on you with her. She's my best friend from high school. Duh, you're crazy. Yeah. That's what the government's doing. Yeah. Uh, some more in here are... It, it points out animal rights slash environmental violent extremists uh, seeking to end or mitigate perceived cruelty, harm, or exploitation of animals or perceived exploitation or destruction of natural resources. Like, oh, yeah, heaven forbid someone be desperate enough as, as our world is literally boiling alive to uh, want to protect animals or the environment. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God forbid that we fucking protect the 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 forests in our great country and like god forbid that we like keep clearing fucking natural resources for factory farming yeah god yeah. forbid that uh this one's another really interestingly worded one about abortion related violent extremists so it oh, says no. with ideological agendas in support of pro-life or pro-choice beliefs you know, a lot all those pro-choice violent extremists shooting people up because abortion is at least like yeah, all those pro-choice people hanging out outside of churches and yelling at people. Oh yeah, wait, what? <laughs> when has there ever been a violent pro-choice extreme? Like that literally sounds like they would classify. Oh, they had an abortion. That means they're a violent pro-choice believer because they killed a fetus. Like that sounds like something they could spin. But yeah, like what pro-choice violent extremists? Um, Never heard of them. I want to point out that kind of at the top in this opening paragraph before all of these distinctions, I want to point out a really specific uh, uh, line that, and its phrasing, which is sounds very intentional by the government here. It's Let's uh, hear it. Mere advocacy of political or social positions, political activism, or strong rhetoric or generalized philosophic embrace of violent tactics may not constitute violent extremism and may be constitutionally protected. So, may. Okay. May. May. The word may? See, that's a tricky one. That That's because saying that... to me, you know what that sounds like? What? That sounds like they can decide what that means as it happens. Exactly. They can say, well, this act, you're actually being violent right now by posting, uh, man, I, my job really fucking sucks on Twitter, and we're going to haul you off to a black site. I'm going to shit Joe Biden's pants. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up one morning and, and nonchalantly tweet, you know, like, uh, like something about hating capitalism, and, and next thing I know, I'm going to be uh in the back of a in the back of a black car with a bag over my head being taken to a, a guantanamo but you know i'll at least be able to whisper my whisper to myself you know at least it's not trump you know oh yeah vote blue no matter who you know but yeah uh i just thought this was fun you know i'm gonna really make sure to watch out for those uh those pro-choice violent extremists next time i'm i'm out and, and about because They'll get you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they'll get you. 
So just remember, your your thoughts and beliefs may be constitutionally protected, as as long Maybe. as the government says it's okay. Because maybe you know you have to make sure you believe what the government believes, or else you're in big trouble. <sighs> that what a fun opening to the show, <laughs> Austin. Boy, howdy. <clears throat> Uh, I want to, since that was a really, really dark opening segment of bit. That was a fun time. I do want to liven it up. I just have one joke or like a thought here I had yesterday. But are, you're familiar with the um, Eddie Murphy uh, song that he, when he made, mu- he made music like one time when he was really popular called Party All the Time? No, actually, I'm not familiar with this. I didn't know he made music. Yeah, like the height of Eddie Murphy's like, stand-up popularity and stuff in the 80s he made like a song i'm not sure if there was more if like an out full album or just the song but this was like the main thing it was a song called party all the time (laughs) uh but i was just thinking that like what if instead of party all the time it was horny all the time oh i love that because that'd be a song about me it's just a song about a about a person who's really horny yeah i relate to it so that's a good. That's a good oh, bit, right? That's a good bit. I'm glad you agree. Do you, do you have something else you wanted to say? No, I'm good. Okay. All right, welcome back. Today's topic, Austin. Uh, well, you, I told you, and now you tell us. Okay. Splatoon two. Splatoon two, it gets sticky. No, it's. I'm joking. It's breath. Breath of the Mario Odyssey. Austin, today's and listener, today's topic, as I'm sure you saw via the title. We're not talking about a movie or a television program or nothing else. We're talking about the video game. How about that? Because <laughs> you know what, Austin? I'm going to just come out and say it. I am a gamer girl. Are you a femcel? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a certified gamer girl. Oh, epic gamer moment epic on this podcast. Gamer... You know what? You know what? Gamer, gamers, gamer rights, Austin. Actually, I'm kind of ready for the gamer genocide. I'll be honest. You know, uh, I as a as a self-proclaimed gamer, I I I agree. I think it's time. No more games. Games are done. Video games are no more. Video games. Gaming is over. I'm literally gonna play Rocket League after we're done talking about this. But yeah, fuck gamers. But uh, yeah, I am a gamer girl, and I do game, and I drink gamer fuel, and I say gamer things, but not those things. <laughs> okay, you know, I know you're making a joke about gamer fuel. It's a good energy drink. Is it? I, it has gotten me through more than one busy dinner shifts at work. Doesn't it come in like powder you have to mix yourself? Or is that What, Mountain true? Dew gamer fuel? 
No, there's like an actual like oh, brand. Oh, G Fuel. G Fuel, yeah. That's a powder. I'm talking about Mountain Dew brand gamer fuel. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, it comes in cans. And it has a re- it's a can with a reclosable lid. It's the coolest shit. I'm not oh. sponsored by them. I just like that kind of packaging One detail. One of those screwy top cans. No, 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 no. You pop it like a regular thing, and it's got this plastic thing that slides over back and forth. Huh. Interesting. It's really cool, and they did that specifically so that way, if it's near your keyboard, it doesn't spill on For it. When you you're close ke- it. when you're in a hot game sesh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like a Mountain Dew energy drink. It's yeah, and it's more caffeinated Mountain Dew. <laughs> So it's like, it's somewhere between a Red Bull and a Bang in terms of energy level. A Bang, the drink, or a Bang sex? Bang, the drink that has creatine in it. Gotcha. Bang, my energy drink of of choice if I know I'm going to go through hell at work. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, that shit has saved my ass. <laughs> Nothing like rolling up to my job with a Bang at like 9 in the morning and then cracking it open at 10. Bang is like... It's Adderall juice. It. Right? Yeah. As someone who has a prescription for Adderall, yep. Okay. I was just making a guess, but I'm glad it's accurate. Feels a- like it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm saying I'm a gamer girl. I'm not actually. I play very few games. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't have the attention span for games a lot of the time, and I have no interest in online competitive games because people are mean. I like single-player story-driven video games is what I like for the yeah, most part. Yeah, same. But will you tell people what the topic of today is, which, as I've said, is a video game. But what what video game is that, Austin, that I've told you? Mario Odyssey. Yes, today's topic is the 2017 Nintendo video game for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and... Before we go on, let me insert a soundbite of an official Nintendo Switch uh, advertisement. Is this game my father taught me years ago. It's called Switch. Uh, the premise of the game is you take one finger, put it in your mouth, the other one goes up your asshole. And he says, go, you switch. Nintendo Switch. Coming April 12th. Oh, it's real. It's real. You know what one I'm? Do you know what one I just played, Austin? What what soundbite I just played? My body is ready. No, the uh, oh. the, the my father taught me a game. <laughs> oh, the one with Gabe N. Yeah, with Gabe Newell himself, president of Nintendo. President of Donkey Kong. Uh, but yes, Mario Odyssey 2017 video game Never for the played Ni- it. I've owned a Switch for two years for the Nintendo Switch. I've owned a Switch about. A about a year, almost a year now. No, less. It'll be a year in the fall. I've owned it for maybe a little over a half a year. Um, nice. Got it right when Animal Crossing was a big thing, and played a lot of Animal Crossing back last fall. But then hadn't really played much on it recently. And uh, back at Christmas, I got this game along with uh, got given this game along with uh, Breath of the Wild, and so I started playing this game about a month ago. And I finished the main story campaign um, about a week ago now. Um, and I've still been just playing it, collecting stuff, doing all the extras. Um, but yes, Mario Odyssey. Uh, first full game I've completed at least the main story of. Um, I can't even remember the last game I completed the full story of. It was probably 
uh, uh, several years ago now, maybe two or three years ago, I played through all of the first three Uncharted and Last of Us on PS3. Oh, Uncharted is so good. I'm replaying Uncharted 3 right now. So it, it was probably one of those that I completed all the way through pre- last that was a game. Anyway, Mario Odyssey, so you haven't played it. I, as I said, had played through the main part of it. Um, what questions do you have for me about this game, Austin? Okay. Um, is it true that his hat's name is Cappy? Yes. Okay. We'll get into... It, it, his hat in this game is named Cappy. Right, right, I'm aware. Um... Does it take place before or after Age of Ultron? That's a good... Where in the MCU is this film? Yeah. Canonically? Uh, I believe this takes place uh, simultaneously with Captain America Civil War. Oh, okay, okay. There's actually actually an after credits scene in this where uh, Captain America in Exile comes up to Mario and he's like, I need your help. You know, we Mario. could use a man like your talents. I need a man like you on my team. Yahoo! You know, you know the Marvel Captain America with that really strong, like, Staten Island accent? Yeah, and then Mario's so, like, Hey! Iron Man is emotionally immature! Uh, yeah. This takes place simultaneously with Captain America Civil War and directly after Star Wars, the last, the, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, it's that weird crossover they did with Nintendo. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um... I also wanted to know, um, did they include the details where um, Odysseus, the king of Ithaca, um, had to like string his bow in front of a bunch of party guests to prove that he was like actually Odysseus? Uh, yes. Because this is Super Mario Odyssey by Homer, right? Oh, gotcha. Oh, I, I was very confused, but now you cleared it up. Yes, that's true. I was thinking on like a literal level, but you're right. Uh, on a on a subtextual thematic level, you're right. This is it's it's basically a retelling of Homer's Odyssey, uh, but it, in using Mario characters. And yes, there is a scene where it, it's a it's a boss battle where you have to first subdue a giant sentient bow and then restring it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll happen. So you I've, know, so, I've heard that boss battle was pretty difficult. Yeah, some other great boss battles in this game. Uh, you got to fight a cyclops. Um, you have to you have to sail a ship and avoid. You have to avoid the sirens. Sirens. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, in this retelling of Homer's Odyssey, you know they, uh, it's really nice they they actually brought Homer in uh, when they were making the game. They got his input. He was there in the developing uh, space while they were developing the game. Uh, he got he got a lot of input and and uh, thoughts into this game, and you can really tell that it's uh, not only in honoring his creation, it's made with his you know authorial intent. I respect that. Yeah, they they did a great job with in that regard. What else do you have for me? Um, what else I got for you? Um, is Mario tall in this one, or is he still short? Uh, we'll define tall and short. Luigi tall, Wario short. He's normal size Mario. Okay. As no difference in height. I'd say he's the exact same height as he was in all other 3D Mario games. Wonderful, wonderful. 
Uh, what else? That's all I got. Okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you this much, Austin. I'm really winging it this episode. In terms of facts, I don't have a lot for you on Mario Odyssey. Uh, besides the basics of, you know... It's, uh... Basically, I guess you could say... It's, it's a 3D Mario game in the tradition of, of course, Mario 64, uh, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. Um, some people like to include Mario 3D World and Land in the 3D Mario category as well, obviously. Um, but it's that same type of feel where it's a bit of a blend of a 3D feel. Um, kind of like Galaxy. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's you know, a 3D platformer. But this one, um, at least as far as I'm aware, it really op- it really opens everything up and really has a open world feel to each uh, world, each kingdom that you're I in as you move on through the game. Nice. Uh, well, yeah. Um, I need to run to my front door real quick because a pizza was just delivered, so I need to bring that inside. Okay, you do that, and and I'll pause it. Love you. Uh, I will say about this game, I remember when it, you know, was first announced and everything, of course, people were like, what? They're making it? That's crazy. So Mario's hat has been alive all this time. That's like weird and crazy. I will say it is not his, his normal hat in this game. It is a, oh, thank God. it is a sentient being that he meets at the beginning of his journey and they team up. Uh, so canon wise you don't have to go back and and think mario's being been controlled by a parasitic being on his head for his whole career and whole legacy of mario games that's good yeah it is um i'm trying to think of other facts about the game uh it is open kind of an open rolling world feel to a lot of it i love that um it's got levels and it's got mario it's a game and it's got mario in it how about that well i think that's the episode thanks for joining us everyone and we'll see you next week uh yeah but uh i guess without if we don't might as well get into uh what the game is and what happens plot wise and and i'll give you the old Explain Arena, if you don't mind, that. sir. Do the Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. The Mario swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that. All right, so Mario 3D. What is this called? No, it's not. It's called Mario Odyssey. Mario Odysseus. Mario Odysseus. Mario Odysseus. Um. It starts out kind of mid, mid-action, you could say, with Mario battling his his longtime foe, um, the large the largest turtle there is, Bowser. 
Oh, yeah, he's the biggest he's turtle. He's the biggest turtle around. I dare you to find a bigger one, and I bet you won't. Anyway, he's like mid-fighting fight battle with Bowser on Bowser's, uh, his big airship, pirate sh- flying pirate ship airship uh, over the Mushroom Kingdom. Bowser seemingly kidnapped Peach and has um, her in a wedding dress. Peach is in a wedding dress. Um, and Bowser's in like a white suit and it has a top hat and he's real, he's, he's, he's real beating the shit out of Mario. Uh, I'll I'll put it bluntly. Mario's getting his clock rocked by this this large turtle. Um, Mm, he's having a Donnybrook then, huh? And, uh, you know, Bowser, Mario tries his best and Bowser just, uh, knocks Mario right off the ship and Mario flies down and his hat left behind on the ship because he got hit so hard his hat fell off and bowser throws his hat to the wind and it and it is cut up and 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 sliced into pieces by the propellers of the airship and we see the 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 red m uh, from the hat sadly float down um so we join mario and he is uh awakened he awakes in a shadowy kind of smoky darklit uh place um which we soon learn is the i believe referred to as the cap kingdom and it's kind of styled in it's a bit of like like a a, bunch of hats well yeah there's like you know the houses are shaped like hats and you know there's a lot of hat shaped things and items and uh it's kind of overall though the look is kind of victorian it's kind of like you know uh, very like fancy looking, uh, but he enters this hat place, this hat town in Cap in the Cap Kingdom, um, and he learns quickly that they have just been attacked as well by Bowser, and um, he specifically is approached by Cappy, who is kind of the leader of the Cap Kingdom. And he is told by Cappy that uh, not only has Princess Peach been stolen, but his sister, uh, oh, Tiara, has also been stolen. And that's the tiara on uh, Princess Peach's head. Um, and so both Cappy and Mario are after to save someone they love from Bowser, who has wreaked, also wreaked havoc on the Cap Kingdom. All of their houses, which double as, as uh, airships, are destroyed in the Cap Kingdom, so... Mario and Cappy, uh, at the moment, don't have a way to pursue Bowser. So you go through the Cap Kingdom to get to the top of a tower, of which some Bowser minions are guarding, because at the top of the tower is an electrical pole wire that you'll use to get to the next kingdom. And so, you know, through in the Cap Kingdom, you get Cappy. He's basically your sidekick. Um, he's your hat. He turns into Mario's hat. Uh, he's normally a top hat and you guys basically team up. And so now not only do you have your classic Mario jumps and whatnot, your jumps and your, your, uh, your ground pounds, your ground pounds. Uh, but you also have Cappy who you can throw to, uh, knock enemies to take out enemies. Excuse me. You, uh, can also, throw Cappy and bounce off of him and use him to assist you in jumping. Uh, Ooh, I like that mechanic. And of course, the uh, the big gimmick, so to speak, of the game, 
you can throw Cappy on certain, um, you know, beings and, and, and things in the different kingdoms and basically gain control of, of, of that object or being. For instance, in the Cap Kingdom, the first thing you really try this out on is a frog. Um, there's oh, a bunch of little frog. There's a bunch of frogs wearing top hats, and you knock <gasps> the you knock the top hat off their head, and then you throw your hat. And the top hat was their only protection. You're gonna take it from them. Yeah, it's basically you're robbing them of all you're robbing them of all uh, of all personal agency. Um, and you're and then there's a there's a little cutscene where it shows Mario's consciousness kind of being sucked into the frog, and then you open your eyes, and Mario realizes he's in the frog. He is the frog now. You ever um, wake up and you realize you're inside a frog? It's like that Beatles song, I Am the Frog Man. Yeah, where they talk about being Coo- inside of a frog. Cuckoo, cachoo. Uh, Cuckoo, caribbit. They actually wrote that song um, as in conjunction with this game being developed. They just unfortunately released it about 70 years too early. Just about. Just a wee bit early. Um, so, you know, frog, obviously, you jump around. Uh, ribbit, ribbit. As you do can jump high um but you you make your way up the tower using the frog um so basically every time you throw your hat on something you can throw your hat on it um you have a you're doing so to gain a power with said being or object or whatever that mario himself normally doesn't have so obviously the frog you're jumping higher than mario could jump Um, of course so you make your way up to the top of the tower where you meet your kind of uh, your your minor antagonists for this game, the as they're called Brutals, and they're a they're a, they're a little family clan of of large rabbit like creatures, uh, and very much in the style of something. Uh, J.D. Vance would create. They are oh, no. characterized as as hillbillies, as as uh, your stereotypical kind of uh, redneck family, hillbilly family. Okay, so, okay. So you got uh, a, a set of them. I think there's five in total. Um, and the first one you fight here, he he jumps down and he's got he's a green one. He is in green hats and you fight him and they fly off and you move on to the next kingdom via a you can you get to the top of a electrical pole and you're able to possess the uh, charge of electricity at the top with your hat and that lets you travel via the electrical lines to the next Ooh, I like that to the next kingdom, the Cascade Kingdom. And this is basically like a small little island that is uh, main feature, a large waterfall right down the middle. Very green, uh, green and rocky with uh, lots of fossils as well. At the top of the waterfall, there's actually a big old Triceratops head fossil. Um, So this is kind of a uh, prehistoric almost basically styled kingdom. Um, and you've come here because there is a old, uh, cap, cap kingdom airship, which of course looks like a hat, um, Love that. that is in disrepair, kind of the ruins of it in this kingdom. And so you're here and you have to collect your, your main collecting things you're getting in this is m- moons, which help power, uh, the airship and help you travel oh. from kingdom mm, to kingdom. Okay. 
so kind of taking a departure from your classic star um, notion. So you know, you get it. You get moons when you defeat bosses or you find them along the way by completing challenges or you know different hard areas of the level um and then your secondary collectible you get these purple coins which the type they are changes in every kingdom based on the theme uh hat kingdom of course they're little hats in the uh cascade kingdom they're little kind of like stone chiseled wheels almost Kind of going to that same like uh, archaeology, prehistoric, caveman, dinosaur sort of thing, um, and you use these to be able to buy items specific to the individual kingdoms. Oh, I like that. Okay. And so there's usually either fifty or a hundred of these purple coins, and you, they can only be used in the kingdom they're found in. And so you get those because you want to get all the cool uh alternate outfits for mario and little souvenirs that you collect maybe some new emotes when you win battle royale well this isn't this is not a battle royale no it's a it's a single player platformer okay yeah you get stickers to put on the ship and things to put inside uh so you go you go through this kingdom you get to possess a dinosaur at one point uh, a giant T-Rex, and you get to crash around with that. You get to possess some chain chomps and use them to, to, to break things, which is fun. Uh, eventually, you do a battle at the top with the Brutal's mother. Uh, you beat her up. You beat up this old woman. Uh, mercilessly beat up this elderly rabbit woman uh, and steal her moons. Because... <sighs> let, me, let me talk about thematics real quick because you know the core of this game is really exploring mario as the you know as he as he truly is as he is a monarchist at heart he 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 believes in the mushroom kingdom and its monarchy of princess peach right he is he's an imperialist he goes through and conquers all the worlds he comes across all the kingdoms he's a colonizer he colonizes he colonizes literally to in in the most in the most you know personal sense you can he colonizes beings their very selves within this game with the hat he possesses them and he takes away their agency and and he becomes them in a sense he erases their being and controls them so you know uh in the cascade kingdom you beat up this old woman to take her moons colonize the cascade kingdom uh and you get enough moons and you get your airship working and you take off for the next kingdom which is i believe called let me see i have the game up right now actually oh very uh, nice so the next kingdom you get to is of course the sand kingdom uh this is a fun one because you know cap kingdom and cascade kingdom you know while you could run around and and explore the world they're not very big and overall so there's not a whole lot to explore the sand kingdom is the first really kind of like large kingdom uh with a lot of different areas to explore um that you really get that kind of open world you know getting to really explore and the sand kingdom is basically the where you first arrive um is basically modeled after a little kind of desert uh mexican town um all the some worlds like the cascade kingdom because it's like a prehistoric thing and fossils there weren't really inhabitants the cap world obviously had all the little cap people uh cast the sand kingdom 
its inhabitants are the are these little kind of like uh, day of the dead skull people uh, that have oh, some nice. little sugar skulls. Yeah, they have sombreros and ponchos and like maracas, and they're very friendly and nice, and I enjoy them. So you go into their little you know desert town, but when you arrive, everything is turned cold, um, and you're told that. Uh, this all happened when uh, Bowser came and stole their ancient artifact God, from. The... Of course he did. What a piece of shit. Yeah, he stole an ancient artifact from their ruins, uh, from their ancient ruins. That's apparently like a ring of binding. So you know, you get to explore the Sand Kingdom and meet the locals, and uh, you know, you go out past the little town, which has some fun stuff to do in itself. Which you know, there's like a little slot machine area. Um, some stuff like that. You go outside of the town, you get, you get to these ancient ruins, you, you know, get to control some bullet bills, uh, which help you blow up stuff. Oh, I bet that's fun. Yeah. To fly a bullet bill? Yeah, it's fun. You gotta, you know, you gotta learn how to dodge them and not get hit, but then you, you know, at the right moment, throw your hat on it to control it. Um, you go through the ruins, um, and eventually, after a while, uh, you gain control and get to gain access to their big, it's like an inverted uh, pyramid. You go up and through the pyramid, eventually get to the top. You do a boss battle with one of the, with one of the brutals. Uh, you knock them out, get some moons, but that's not the end of the world yet. That's only halfway because now it seems it's gotten even colder and Mario is tasked with uh, solving that because apparently now the pyramid has raised out of the ground and is no longer in the ground. It's floating in the air. And you have to end up going underneath the pyramid, kind of into these caverns where you end up fighting like a giant stone, uh, sort of Aztec Mayan uh, god, stone head almost. What's his name? I, I don't remember. It's something like, uh. something like, you know, like goofy, like fist, fistotech. Cause like what you oh, do, yeah. what you do in that fight is he like tries to slam down his hand on you. The whole thing is he's caused all this ice and cold because he's angry that the artifact was stolen. Um, so you uh, you have to dodge his giant hands that try to crush you, and when they crush you, try to crush you, they get like stunned momentarily, and you get to take control of one of his fists and like shoot it back at him and punch him in the face. I love that. So uh, yeah, that's the Sand Kingdom, and you do that. Um, you get to do a bunch of other things. There are these, uh, beings you get to inhabit called the Moai that are kind of like giant Easter Island head statues that like waddle around and have sunglasses. And when you put on the sunglasses, you can see like secret path pathways through poison, you know, goo that you wouldn't normally see. Uh, you get to ride around on these things called Jaxi, which are like taxi, except they're these stone kind of ruin my, uh, lions and they go really fast and you, know, you have to try to steer and ride it around the land. That's a lot of fun. Oh, I bet so. Overall, a lot of cool stuff. You get to wear a in that, in that level, you, uh, you can buy a poncho and a sombrero for Mario to wear or a cow and a cowboy hat. Um, and a cowboy outfit for Mario. Yes. It's really nice. Make Mario a little ranchero, huh? Yeah, I gotta say, overall, one of the best parts of this game, you get a, you get tons and tons of different hats and outfits to put Mario in. And I'll go over some of my favorites um, here. I in bet a bit. he looks good in a lot of outfits. He, I can say that that is accurate. Next, you head on to the Wooded Kingdom, which is kind of like a uh, redwood forest uh, slash garden. 
uh, vibe, but it's cool because it's not just this nature vibe. It's nature mixed with kind of uh, industry and technology because these sole inhabitants of the of the wooded kingdom are these little robots that are in charge that like basically maintain the gardens and the and the forest and like water the forest and gardens and take care of everything. Um, so it's this cool kind of uh, uh, metal uh, kind of industrial look mixed with like, you know, overgrown trees and grass and stuff. It's a cool vibe. So like some druid steampunk shit. Yeah, kind of mixed with like a, yeah, like a, almost a, almost like a retro futurist um, aesthetic. And you, I love some retro futurist. Yeah, you, you get here and you find out that um, the big issue here is that the their special um, bouquet of flowers has been stolen. Um, and so after battling your way and, and, and traversing the terrain, um, including getting to inhabit these little onion-looking beings, that their special power is they can stretch up really tall and then flip at when you let go of the stretch. So it helps you get into high places and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and you also get to um, take over and control little tanks, uh, that let you, you know, Ooh. you basically, and there's some fun parts where you have to shoot the other tanks before they shoot you. That's fun. Um, yeah, that sounds lovely. You get to where the Brutals are. You do a battle with them for stealing the bouquet. Then you find out that, you know, that's another only halfway point. You go and battle a giant robot uh, from Bowser that's trying to steal all the flowers from their secret, like, flower garden. And you have to fight that, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's just a nice kingdom to explore. There's a secret hidden area where if you fall off of like, you know, the platforms or whatever in specific areas of this level, you go down to like the dark forest. That's like the unmaintained kind of like forgotten forest area. And there's actually a dinosaur in that area too, except as opposed to the dinosaur in Cascade Kingdom. This one is, um, like, the one in Cascade Kingdom is sleeping, so you can just easily throw the hat on. This one is, like, very much awake and has a hat for protection, so you got to watch out and be careful um, because if you get in the dinosaur's way, he'll attack you. Um, so huh. that's that's the Wooded Kingdom. You get a really cool, like, explorer outfit with, like, a pit helmet and, like, some like a khaki kind of, like, explorer uniform. Um you move on from there uh, to the Lake Kingdom. Of course, as the name implies, underwater. Uh, there's a bunch of like mermaid people who inhabit it. Um, Bowser has stolen their famous uh, dress because the mermaids are like master seamstresses and are known for their their fashion and dresses. Why does this guy's deal with stealing people's shit, man? That's not cool. Yeah, he's he's just he's stocking up for this wedding. Um, you go through the uh, Lake Kingdom. You get to uh, you get to throw your hat on some cheap cheap fish and <gasps> swim around, which oh, is a lot man. of fun. Uh, you you get to there's a giant uh, little dinosaur like dinosaur, water dinosaur swimming around. Uh, that's really cute. This is the first level, I believe, where you encounter Goombas. I'm not. No, no, there were Goombas in Wooded Kingdom, maybe even Sand Kingdom. But I you would can't, expect them to be in the Wooded, Wooded Kingdom. Yeah, at least. you can throw your hat on Goombas, and not only that, if you encounter other Goombas, because usually there's a lot in an area, you right. get you can jump on top of un, you know, 
possessed Goombas, oh, yeah, and, and you make, make big towers of Goombas that you can use to reach things and stuff like that, which is a lot of fun. That's really fun. Uh, so in Lake Kingdom, you fight a Brutal, uh, and you get the stars. The Lake Kingdom is kind of a shorter one, um, and then you can move on, but still fun. Uh, it's a good water level, I'll say. As someone who's not huge on water levels, um, it's really nice. Next, uh, you kind of catch up with Bowser in the sky. Uh, you've you've kind of caught up with him in your pursuit. But Bowser uh, knocks down your ship and you land in the Cloud Kingdom and have a brief kind of like halfway fight with Bowser where he throws his top hat at you and his top hat has giant like robot boxing gloves that come out of it and try no. to punch you. And so you have to throw your hat at the hat at his hat, knock it over. Then you get control of his hat and use it to beat him up and you use the motion controls and, you know, oh, I bet that's really sad. Get to beat Bowser up. But even though you beat him in the fight, he jumps back on his airship, uh, commands it to fire. So you and Cappy and the ship get blown out of the sky and you fall to the Lost Kingdom, which is kind of like a, uh, a you know, secret kind of tropical island um, kingdom. And on this, uh, you is get... it like Sakaar in Thor Ragnarok where it's like all the shit that falls out of the Bifrost like ends up there? Uh, no, it's more like a, um, more like kind of just like a, a deserted island, tropical island kind of a okay. feel. Uh, here you get to, um, inhabit, uh, Wigglers, you know, the little, um, you have the, worm guys. the worm guys, but these ones specifically can like stretch and expand to reach things, yeah. um, which is a lot of fun. Stretchy boys. Uh, let me also mention a character I haven't yet. Usually you get access to him after you beat all the bosses in a world. His name is uh, Glidon, and he's like a flying like glider lizard. And usually you find him in certain kingdoms when you beat all the bosses, uh, perched at like the highest point, and you can possess him and then like glide and fly around the kingdom, and specifically like glide to like reach places that you wouldn't normally be able to reach, um, which he's a lot of fun. So the Lost Kingdom. I'm trying to remember the boss you fight in this. It might just be another brutal. I can't remember. Um, it's it's fairly you know it's not the most eventful kingdom, but but it's still fun. Next is probably the the kingdom the game is most known for, and that you get to of course is um, the Metro Kingdom, uh, which is where you get to New Donk City. Um, which everyone I remember oh, was yeah. excited about in the trailers, and you you know you heard a lot about and saw people play through. It is basically like New York City uh, skyscraper uh, metropolitan area. Um, it's a lot of fun. This is where you have like the regular looking like normal people characters interacting with Mario, who's like obviously like this small weird looking cartoony character, uh, which is fun. Um, just like getting to run around the city and, and jump between buildings and jump from buildings and stuff like that. Uh, there's like a moped you can jump on and ride around. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, when you first get to the city, it's like raining and really atmospheric because, uh, you know, Bowser's goons and stuff have attacked the city and you have to make your way, um, through the city and and get to his giant kind of robot wiggler that's sucking all the energy out of the city's uh, tallest building and kind of draining all the power. You have to fight that boss by getting in a tank and shooting at it and stuff, which is fun. 
after that, it's all sunshine and, and afterwards, uh, and you get to explore the city. It's all opened up. Uh, you meet Mayor Pauline. Of course, you know, the whole thing with New Donk City is it's based off, you know, the original Donkey Kong arcade game, you know, steel girders, you know, Metropolitan City. Of course, they bring back Pauline, and now she's the mayor. Um, you help her get power back to the city by going down in the sewer um, and uh, taking out a giant piranha plant. Um, afterwards to reward you, you help her, uh, gather up some musicians for the city's big, like heritage festival, which basically has you play through, um, kind of like a old school Donkey Kong, um, level, um, as the city is celebrating and there's fireworks. Uh, I do want to mention with that, there are, in a, basically all the levels, there are sections where you go into like old school 8-bit 2D, uh, no. section, where you're like completely flat on a wall and you get to do that, which is a lot of fun. That sounds um, fun. Which at the end of this Metro City level, of course you do. Um, I'm trying to think of things you inhabit in the Metro City if there's anything different. Um, Can you I, inhabit the civilians? No. Uh, for the most part, all of the uh, like civilians and like inhabitants of each kingdom you can't inhabit it's like other things at one point you inhabit a taxi just so that you can like move the taxi out of the way but you do get to inhabit a taxi briefly uh so you move on from metro kingdom to seaside kingdom which is like a beach kingdom basically where bowser is stealing the like bubbly the the water here is like naturally carbonated and they make seltzer out of it but oh, there's yeah. a there's a big giant octopus with like a like dressed in like 1700s or 1800s like fancy clothes uh, and he's just like sitting atop their big special chalice where they uh, you know carbon where they perfect the water carbonated water to their seltzer um, so you have to fight him which is fun you get to inhabit again sheep sheeps but also these little kind of octopus squids that shoot water from um like from where they would normally shoot ink so you can fly around or like go really high using the jets that these guys shoot out so like some super mario sunshine shit yeah it did feel really similar to that but instead of the flood pack you're using these little squid guys you you inhabit they're are a squid yeah there are a bunch of snail characters in this kingdom um as like the 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 people um you get to play volleyball um occasionally like in this kingdom and in the uh in the sand kingdom you occasionally after you beat the level run into like a little nintendo dog in a cowboy hat and if you like follow him he'll like lead you to a place where like a moon is hidden which is a lot of fun no uh from there after you beat um the boss you move on to snow kingdom which, as it's implied, is like a really snowy kingdom. You get there and in like the middle of a blizzard, and you have to, despite low visibility, find your way to this little underground city where all of these the characters that live here they're very cute they're like seals but they're like inuit like native american seals so they have like big like furry um kind of like sweater parkas on almost with like mittens um and they they walk around and they're very friendly but they're all upset because bowser has blocked off their special racetrack um and stolen their special uh it's ice iced cake uh, which is the prize for their big race they have. Um, so you have to help unlock the uh, the racetrack by... Um, I'm trying to remember if there's a boss. I think you just fight another Brutal in this one. But um, 
you uh, eventually unlock the racetrack uh, and you race by you possess one of the civilians who doesn't want to race and the race is basically these uh these seals can like make themselves into balls and basically like bounce around and so you go across this racetrack where you uh basically like roll it's almost like a super monkey ball type thing nice um and they're really nice it's a fun little kingdom next you go to the luncheon kingdom which is probably your kingdom of choice austin because it's all food and cooking based Mm, baby uh there's giant like vegetables everywhere um the inhabitants are little like fork people uh like the the handles of the forks are like their heads and they're like little fork people um i love that a lot and bowser has come here you know there's like a giant evil turkey at the top where on their volcano on the island they use it to put a pot on top to make a really special stew and on top of the pot where the stew is this giant like turkey has uh basically taken over so you have to make your way up there defeat the turkey um save all the food and the stew uh you know that's there's a lot of fun cooking stuff in this one um you get to inhabit uh these fireballs that swim around in the like pink lava on this level and the pink lava is like i think they say that it's like um some sort of food something or other but that one's a lot of fun you get to dress mario up as a chef next you you seem to catch up to bowser and try to jump on his ship but then he bowser isn't on the ship and he appears off to the side riding like a photorealistic dragon uh, and basically, like, with the dragon's, like, power beam breath, like, blasts you out of the sky again. And you and oh, Cappy no. and the ship end up in the Ruined Kingdom, which is unfortunately, like, extremely short. Like, it's very short. It's basically, like, a boss fight level. Um, but uh, the best I can describe it is, like, it's like a Dark Souls Mario level. Because, like, it's like a go- <laughs> it's like a crum- <laughs> it's like a crumbling gothic uh, level. Um, with like, you know, gothic architecture and stuff. Yeah, like castles and shit. Yeah. It's really short because basically you just make your way up these steps to a tower where you do a boss fight with the dragon, um, and take the dragon out. But overall, like design wise, it looks really nice. But then you get to Bowser's Kingdom, which may be my favorite design wise kingdom in the game because Bowser's Kingdom is basically like designed after like a feudal Japan, like palace. Um, so Bowser's got taste, huh? Yeah, so it's like really cool. You get to run across like the the like shingled rooftops. Uh, there's like you know, of course, like when you're f- on the shingled rooftops. Doesn't make nice sounds. Yeah, it's it's oh, it has that nice you know sound effects. Uh, there's you know hanging banners and lantern you know paper lanterns. Um, you get to inhabit in this level these little birds um, that like they they can shoot their beaks out almost not like off their body, but they can extend their beaks and you can use that to poke enemies, but also you can use that to like climb up the wall. Um, but you have to be careful because of course you let, you can flick them once you have it planted in the wall, you can like flick them around. Um, and, but then you have to make sure you plant back in the wall before you fall, you know, fall off the wall. Um, so that's a lot of fun. You, you have to make your way up you know, these, uh, you know, this, this Japanese temple palace, uh, by climbing a lot of walls, you eventually fight the last, uh, you, you fight, um, two of the brutals that you faced before. Um, 
and you think that's the end, but then you get to the top. You try to confront front browser, but he jumps off and he escapes off to the moon with Peach before you can stop him. Then you fight all the fucking moon. Yeah, you fight all the brutals again and a giant like mech that's built out of like bamboo and stuff. So you fight them, which is a lot of fun in this like bamboo mech. Um, overall Bowser's kingdom is really cool. The design's nice. You get to, if, if you get all the purple coins and stuff, you can put Mario in a samurai, um, like costume, which is really cool. And he looks great. in. uh, I I took a lot of a picture of it right now. I used the little camera feature a lot in this level to make like these epic, like pictures where Mario is like standing in a samurai uniform and this big, like Japanese, like palace is behind him with like fire (laughs) in the background and stuff. Oh, he looks so good in a samurai outfit. Yeah, it's good. Um, and then finally your final level is the moon. Uh, you go up to the moon, of course, they i'm glad they do it they have like zero gravity or or not zero but less gravity gravity, so you can jump around and stuff in the moon oh he can already jump so high too yeah so that's a lot of fun you go under the moon into like the moon caverns where there's lava and stuff uh and you basically traverse your way through that um eventually you end up using um you know like from like super mario world the little like football charger guys that like charge at you they look like little Mm -hmm. like tackle guys you get to possess one of those and use them use him to like charge up and then blast through a bunch of boulders falling at you um you eventually make it to the cathedral on the moon where the wedding is and bowser is just about to marry peach and you burst in you know and, and are and are you know there to stop him uh he makes you fall through the floor uh, where he jumps down as well, and now you're in this final battle with Bowser, which is a lot like the one from the Cloud Kingdom, only harder. There's more stuff to dodge, but you're still uh, stopping and gaining control of his hat and then punching him with it. Uh, eventually, you knock out Bowser, um, and you and Peach and Bowser kind of like fall further into the cavern. But uh, with ba- beating Bowser in the fight, the entire like moon caverns are starting to collapse, and so... What you do, because there's, like, all this rock you have to smash through, Mario throws the cap on the unconscious Bowser, and then you, like, with Peach over your shoulder, as, like, Mario-possessed Bowser, get to, like, charge through and, like, take out, like, falling rocks and stuff. So it's just crazy that you get to be Bowser, but, like, as Mario. Do you think this is um, Nintendo trying to get people more used to to uh the new nintendo of america ceo yeah doug bowser doug bowser well i have hey see it's not so bad to be bowser yeah well this whole time you know when i've been saying bowser i think you've probably been assuming i meant your classic giant turtle bowser but in this game the villain is actually just photorealistic cgi model of doug bowser he's the villain so you know is he in a turtle costume because he mentioned he was a big turtle earlier well he has he has a turtle shell on his back kind of to make it cartoony but besides that he's like a photorealistic cgi render so it's very odd um but basically you make your way through this collapsing cavern as bowser with peach on your shoulder there's one point where you go into like 2d side scroll mode during this and it's like old school like original super mario uh bowser with like original super mario peach on top of him uh and even when you're in that mode it's like bowser doesn't move like he has been moving he's like bowser from the original game where he's just like jumps and spits out fire uh which is fun 
Yes. But you you make your way through all that and you win and you get out and you're on the surface of the moon again. And Peach is like, thank you for saving me, Mario. And uh, Mario, Ed Cappy is reunited with uh, Tiara, his sister, um, the little Tiara on top of Peach's head. And it seems like for a moment Mario's going to like try to kiss Peach or like propose or something. But then suddenly Bowser's awake again and him and Mario kind of get into like a, a shoving match trying to like prove their love to Peach. And Peach is like, I'm over it. And she like walks back to the airship um, and then like. Uh, then so Mario and Bowser look like all sad and defeated and Mario even like pats Bowser on the shoulder like to console him what the hell it's just a playful rivalry this whole yeah time. Uh, and then uh, then the, the airship starts to take off and Peach and Cappy and Tiara yell for them to like yell for Mario to come on and Mario runs after the ship as it's starting to take off and so does Bowser um, but Mario can't reach the ship and so he jumps on top of bowser and uses bowser to lift him up the final mount to the ship and leaving bowser on the moon uh after that the you know that's like the end of the game and the credits roll but then after that you go back and unlock you get the you start back at the mushroom kingdom which is now unlocked and it's basically like an updated version of peach's castle and the like you know, fields and stuff around it from Mario 64, right. which is a lot of fun. And you get oh, to run around there. You get to uh, go in and jump in paintings in these towers. But instead of Mario 64 worlds, you jump in the painting and it's like a rematch fight of like a bunch of the different bosses. Oh, that's cool. Um, you get to unlock um, a Mario 64 costume. That basically, when you put it on, Mario looks like the like really low poly version of Mario for yes. Mario 64. Um, you know, there's toads everywhere that you can talk to. Uh, now you also have a bunch of these bonus, um, costumes, uh, unlocked. Uh, I'll go through some of my favorite right now. Um, just costume wise, cause there are a ton of really cool costumes. You start out with your just basic, you know, 3d Mario costume. Uh, then it's not a costume, but just a hat. Once you unlock, once you get the ship working and you and Cappy fly off in the ship, Mario gets like a captain's hat, which is cool. Nice. Then in the uh, the Cap Kingdom, you get like a uh, like proper professional looking um, like top hat and a bow tie like Victorian era suit, which is cool. Cascade Kingdom, you get a um, like caveman outfit. That has like you have like a dry bones skull on your head and like a beard and like crazy hair and of course like the like uh, Flintstones looking like leopard print tunic. Nice. I already mentioned the ones from the 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 uh, Sand Kingdom, the Sabrero and the cowboy outfit, the uh, cool explorer adventure kind of thing from Wooded Kingdom. From the uh, the Lost Kingdom on the island, you unlock, you get like a leather aviator costume. So you got like the, the you get like the leather, like, you get like a white scarf. No, unfortunately, there's no scarf. It's just like a leather kind of jumps, like jacket and suit for Mario with the little like flight cap on with the goggles. Um, you get like a parka, like winter parka from the, uh, the uh, snow kingdom. Um, you unlock like a little sailor uniform from from the uh, beach kingdom, the seaside kingdom. Uh, as I said, you get like a chef one. There's the really cool samurai one. Mario sixty four. Uh, in uh, you can buy it. It becomes available in the uh, Metro Kingdom, but you can get Mario like a little like pinstripe suit and a fedora, which is really oh, cool nice. looking. 
He's uh, a detective now. Yeah, he. Uh, you get. You can get a pirate one in the uh, in the Seaside Kingdom as well. He's got like an eye patch and the big like ruffled shirt and the big like imperial coat and the big pirate hat. I don't remember where I unlocked the clown one, but there's one where he's a clown and he's like full like face paint, red nose, uh, like rainbow afro wig, uh, party hat on top, like big poofy uh, outfit with a collar and big shoes. Um, my favorite one as of right now is uh, you you unlock this one and can buy it with coins you get, like just the regular coins. It's the uh, classic suit and cap, which is like based off of Donkey Kong uh, arcade game Mario. So yeah. the so the, your overalls and your your overalls are like kind of like this almost orangey red, and then your shirt is blue, um, which is really cool because it's based hmm. off based off of the how he looked in uh, the Donkey Kong arcade game. Let me see. There are a cup. There's there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of ones I haven't bought um, yet but are really cool um now that i've finished the game let me see i'll also mention i have unlocked their like kingdoms you can unlock which are i've unlocked both but i haven't played either yet but it's the dark side and darker side of the moon which are both on the moon so i'm sure those will be fun to play through but i haven't yet right now i'm going back and trying to collect like all of the bonus moons and stuff and all of the levels but some other outfits you can get, you can get like a, a football uniform for Mario, a skeleton suit. You can get Luigi's outfit. You can get a Dr. Mario outfit. You can oh, get, nice. You can get Waluigi's outfit, which the descriptions for the hat and unif costume are really funny. The hat says, a cap with an upside down L on it. It's barely used! Question, or, exclamation point. Uh, and then his, oh my God. Waluigi's uh uh, suit says this outfit makes you want to lurk in the shadows waiting for a turn in the spotlight oh my god uh you can get diddy kong's hat and like diddy in a diddy kong like suit with like the like monkey fur and everything uh there's wario's cap of course that um it's like it, it it's like shitting on wario it says uh, a cap bearing a distinctive w it doesn't fit well and kind of chafes <laughs> as well as uh, Wario's suit, which says, the kind of outfit you want to wash at least once before you wear it. Oh my god. Oh, I love this. Uh, you can put Mario in the, uh, like, bridal dress and uh, veil that Peach was wearing. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, you can get a gold hat. You can get just Mario and boxer shorts. Which is great. Oh, aren't they, like, white with hearts and shit? Uh, they're polka dot, white polka dots on red boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a suit of armor, uh, an astronaut, like, space helmet, astronaut suit, baseball uniform. You can dress up as each of the Brutals, uh, a race car driver. You can, there's a, uh, conductor wig and uniform, an outfit that's like, you know, like Mozart looking clothes. There's nice. a zombie outfit, a Santa outfit, and then... There's three things I haven't unlocked, so I have no clue what those will be. But uh, then it is 9,099 coins, which is the most coins you can get at any one time. Um, so, like, if you die, obviously it'll go down and you can collect more. But you can't go over. But it's an 8-bit Mario hat that's literally just, like, blocky. Oh, which I love is that. Great. But, yeah, those are, the, those are some of the um, hats and stuff. And costumes, which I really like. Uh... But yeah, that's Mario Odyssey. 
God, I need to play it. I need to get it. It's a lot of fun. It's all of the fun, like, platforming stuff of Mario and, like, cool aesthetic of Mario, you know, combined with really fun, like, open world feeling and all these little side, you know, quests and stuff you can do um, and ways to get coins and moons and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it definitely worth, lived up to the hype that, it, you know, I've heard of the, over the last few years. And it's, it's definitely as fun as it got made out to be. Definitely creative as well with all the new things they added in. Yeah, I uh, Mario Galaxy one and two is like two of my favorite. Yeah, I think you would Mario really like. I, I I definitely think you would like this if you like Mario Galaxy, because it very much kind of feels similar. So you think you you think you'd enjoy and play this game, Austin? Yeah, I'm probably gonna buy it soon, honestly. Yeah, like, it, I need to. I'm I'm going through Mario Kart eight deluxe and like getting all the trophies and trying to get a bunch of coins so I can get my favorite stuff. Yeah. Um. But once I do that, maybe I'll be looking. Yeah, I think you'd definitely enjoy it because it's it's got moments where it's got really tricky, um, like little side challenges and stuff, that, and the, some of the boss battles that can be difficult. But it, it's never like too hard that you know you just like give up completely. Um, yeah, I hate when, like I've been playing this one game, and I haven't touched it in like a month because the boss battle I got to was so frustrating. Yeah, I pretty much found that anything I got, like, really frustrated with and was having trouble beating, if I, like, just, you know, for that, you know, just stopped playing, um, you know, called it quits for the day or whatever on that part yeah. and came back to it the next day, I would be able to get it, you know. So, you know, some stuff is more challenging than others in it, but overall, it's it's definitely not unbeatable or anything. That's lovely. Um, I love that kind of challenging platformer that's still fun. Yeah, and it's all about, you know, collecting and stuff as well, so... I think you'll enjoy that aspect. What is that, a cat? Yeah, Moses is trying to get in this room real that, bad. That's your cat. That's Moses. Uh, He's but, just going to keep making noise, but we can ignore him. Yeah, that's Mario Odyssey. Um, overall, faithful retelling of Homer's Odyssey. Yeah, it's, it really sounds like it. I mean, it's got every detail, I think. Yeah, and I mean, you know, as I, I mean, said... New Donk City is clearly based on Ithaca. Yeah, exactly, you know, and as I said, it's got these really great deep themes about, you know, imperialism and colonization, uh, you know, just using the Mario characters. You really get to the dark heart of Mario uh, and, 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 the, and his, his, the dark force, the dark beliefs that drive his <laughs> The, his the actions. criminal underbelly of Mario. Yeah, you get, you get, to, the, get to the real, you know. Real ulterior motives. Yeah, his, his, his real, the real horror of it all. It's like it's like watching a, it's like it's like watching a documentary, and you just learn. It's like the fall of a hero. I lost you for a second there. You cut out. Oh, I said it's like the it's like a it's like a you know reading a, a book or something where it's like the fall of a hero. You learn the dark heart, the dark beliefs that Mario has had this whole time. Huh. It's like when you learn an actor, an artist, you like has horrible beliefs. Oh god, yeah, that's the worst. And Mario's one of them. Mario's one of them. So basically, we should cancel Mario. Hashtag, cancel Mario, both as a as a as a character, but just in general, no more Mario games. Yeah, I think we've had enough. We've had enough. How many we had? About four. Twenty-two. I think about four. Moses, be quiet. I'm on a podcast. Oh my goodness, Moses, the cat who is in the background of Austin. Uh, last time I checked, your name isn't on the podcast, so I'd zip it real quick unless you want to be paying me 
uh, a bit of a royalty fee. You dumb cat. You really got him. He looks pretty hurt. He's he's zipping it up after hearing that. Anyway, Mario Odyssey. It's a video game, and if you're a baby like me and only play baby Nintendo games because other games are too hard or you get low attention span for them, uh, this is a good game to play. If you're a well, that's good baby. because I'm also a baby. This is a this game is ba- mother tested baby approved. I've heard of it. Just like Jiffy, the peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? I, is, I think that's um, tr- yeah, mm, not quite, but you know, I'll allow it. Well, uh, anything else you want to say? It's about time to wrap it up, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Fitness Grand Pacer test for making me who I am today. I think that's the second time you've said that. Okay. Well, should we end it here? Should we cut and should we do a do, do an ending segment and talk about something? What do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I was just anything we can. I don't, I don't have anything. I to can talk come about up personally. with. I can come up with something on the spot if you want. Sure. All right, well, I'll cut here, and we'll be back after the break, right after these messages. This is the final. And we're back. This is the final part of the show, where Austin and I just talk we about. We kiss with tongue. We kiss with tongue, and we kiss passionately with tongue. And yeah, you know what I about Mario Odyssey? Something that I didn't say that I really loved is I like that they canonically uh, made Mario uh, into bestiality. Yeah, uh, and they really explored a lot of it with the hat, if I'm not mistaken. It was a strange... Well, you know, the the problem in Mario, and I've always said this since the first game came out when I was there, and it, I was there when it came out, Super Mario, came out in 1987, and I was there. I said, you know, the problem's always been with the world where, along with these humanoid characters, such as Mario and Peach and Luigi, etc., but you also have these seemingly self-aware, sentient, what normally we would refer to as animals, like turtles and, and mushrooms. Well, mushrooms are a fungi. But uh, turtles and, and dino- little dinosaurs in terms of Yoshi. Little goobers. Um, like goombas, etc. What What is bestiality? Like, can two species intermingle? in Mario's universe. What is okay, what is not. 
Mario obviously impeach date is Bowser impeach dating. If it was consensual, which, you know, as, as far as the text of the games, it's always been that peach has been kidnapped, but if right. she wanted, if she was reciprocating to Bowser, is that okay? Or it, cause she's a woman, he's a turtle. Is that, is that a no, no? <sighs> I mean, really, the issue with bestiality is the lack of consent. So you're saying, normally. you're saying in Mario universe where things like hats and turtles are, are can talk and therefore are sentient and could consent even because they are of the same intelligence and self awareness as, it's a, not as a humanoid character, then it wouldn't be immoral. No, because the whole like, like don't get me wrong, I think wanting to fuck animals is weird. But it's made weirder by the fact that they can't consent to it. Yeah. And so if you... If the the animal thing that you're trying to get with is consenting, then, like, I guess have fun. So you're saying that if tomorrow horses suddenly could talk and were self-aware... There be... would be a lot... A lot of horse girls really excited. You can say that again. There would be a lot of horse girls really excited. You you said it again, and now we're good. That was enough. Now that you've said it again. Um, I will like to add that under no circumstances is being a furry okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know, care but... if you can consent. That's weird as shit to me. I'm going to come out and say it. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm, I don't care what people do if, as long as it makes them happy and it's not hurting anyone. That's the one kink I'll shame. You're on the talk. Absolutely, I am aware. Yeah, you're into some sick shit, buddy. Correct. I've seen sure stuff am. on I've seen stuff on Austin's laptop that that would make a grown man jump off a building. I want a no fly list. I've seen things <laughs> you wouldn't believe. I've seen ships on fire past the Ten Hauser gates. I I've seen sea beams. I fucked this up. I think. I, I've seen sea beams glitter something. All those moments in time, lost in time, like tears and rain, Austin. You know what that's uh, from? No, no. Blade Runner. A little Never movie called Blade Runner. You ever heard of it? Never heard of it. Never. Well, how about get some culture, damn it. You fucking... Just kidding, I've seen it. Man, and then I saw 2049 in theaters, uh well this has been Peyton and Austin discuss whether or not bestiality exists in the Mario universe. Uh thank you for joining us on today's episode. <laughs> and we're glad we could clear that up for you. Yeah, glad we could talk about this. So, you know, it's a really hard hitting topic and Mario, gonna... if you're out there, uh you know, if you wanna fuck one of those turtles, Koopas and go right ahead. Hey Mario, if you're out there, what are your prices for draining a septic tank? Because I don't know when the last time. When I does this done. guy ever do plumbing? Like when does he have the time? When has he plumbed? Was he like? Is he bonded? He was plumbed in that show where he was played by Captain Lou Albano, the wrestler, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh yeah, I've watched it. It's they did. Bad. They did plumbing in that. That's true. So, at least some of the time. Anyway. Anyway. You know, Mario, who is a real person, if you hear this. It's okay to fuck a Koopa.
that's the episode aka title thanks for listening mario odyssey aka it's okay to fuck a koopa (laughs) (laughs) and that's all for this week folks it's time to jump up in the air